What is wealth? Many feel that wealth is synonymous with how much money you have in your bank account. The general sentiment is that wealth is something which can be reduced down to a number. Even though there is no dispute in the importance of money and its role in the distribution of goods and services within our society, the worlds of money and wealth couldn't be further apart. I know that this may appear to be somewhat of a radical statement, but before we give this full consideration, we first need to establish what money is and what wealth is and what the difference between the two are. So starting with money, money is nothing more than a generally accepted means of exchange which means that people have confidence in money in its physical form as a certificate of value. So if you have £10 and want to purchase goods with it, a merchant will be happy to accept it. Before the usage of money as we know it today, we operate under something known as the barter system. This was where people would trade goods for goods, like one sheep could get you the equivalent of 16 chickens, for example. The problem here is that even though I may want your 16 chickens, you may not want my one sheep. And what if I just want eight chickens? Do I then cut my sheep in half? Do you see the problems here? This is why money has proved to be a more effective tool in trade because it provides you with more flexibility and options. Wealth, on the other hand, is a little more vague, at least when you compare it to the physical nature of money. Wealth is what I like to refer to as the substance of a person. It's what your worth would be if you were to lose all your money. Of course, this isn't something which can be quantified in a numerical sense, but can be when we consider the human side of things. So what we consider so when we consider that money is a token which represents a value, or even deeper than that, a token of someone's energy, that token is going to be exchanged for something else which provides that person more value than the initial value of the token. Otherwise, you'd have no incentive to exchange. For example, if you're hungry and see a burger for £3, then if you buy it, that means you value the burger more than the £3 that you have in your pocket. The opposite holds true for the person selling the burger. They value the £3 more than they do the burger. And in theory, under this arrangement, everything is always in a state of balance. But let's say in the same example, instead of there being one burger stand, there is instead two. Both burger stands sell burgers for the same price but one is known to use cheap ingredients and shortchanges its customers, whilst the other burger stand is known to use the best ingredients and is fully honest with their customers. What burger stand do you think most people are going to turn to? No, it's a no-brainer, right? It's going to be the honest one. And with that, you can say that the honest burger stand has more wealth than the dishonest one, not because it generates more money, but because it generates higher values. So holding this in perspective, we can now see that money follows wealth not the other way around. Considering that we've established this link, it is now time to break down what attributes form the building blocks of wealth, which you'll find is an inner journey which manifests in your outer reality once you identify the riches which lay inside you and always have done. You know that on average, a family which has a sizable fortune in the millions will have that completely wiped out after it being passed down just two generations. Why is that though? Well, it leans on something we touched on earlier in the shape of substance. The reason why the above statistic is prevalent and maybe even shocking is because we're focused on thinking that wealth and money are the same thing. They're not. Money is a tool. Wealth is substance. So in the case where millions are wiped out after just two generations, it's because only money was passed down, not the wealth necessary to sustain it. We see it day after day 
where we hear lottery winners, sports stars, celebrities come into contact with millions and millions of pounds, only to lose all of it within a matter of years. Yes, they had a high money-making capacity, but this wasn't corresponded by a high wealth capacity. This particular attribute to wealth I've been referencing is wisdom. Wisdom equips you with the knowledge and understanding of how to navigate effectively in life, not just in the area of money, but in relationships, occupations, you name it. Which is why having truckloads of money but no wisdom to manage it will put you on the road to financial and personal ruin. Why? Because most people define themselves by their bank accounts. In any profession, the people who tend to exhibit the highest forms of wisdom are the ones who command the most money in their field. Why? It's because they have the most knowledge and are the most effective in executing that knowledge. But again, the money they earn is a byproduct of the work they first had to perform on themselves in order to expand their wisdom, which is why those with high wisdom can afford to lose their money because they have the substance to get it back. Those low on wisdom may not be so lucky. In this instance, everything relates back to the famous parable in the Bible where it says, teach a person to fish and they can get fish for themselves. Give people fish and they'll always be relying on you. The second pillar of wealth is integrity. This forms a building block to any human relationship because it feeds into your moral character and how trustworthy you are seen in the eyes of other people around you. Your reputation is all you have and people are wealthy regardless of their lives. As the famous saying goes, it takes a lifetime to build a reputation and just a moment to destroy it. Having high integrity is a direct reflection of what motivates one as a person. People in this camp are principle driven which means they live by a moral code that they are not willing to compromise on even if it means them having to suffer financial or personal loss in order to safeguard it the reason why this is a pillar of wealth is because operating in this manner is exceedingly difficult especially when it comes into conflict with your personal well-being and need for instant gratification and this gives them distinction amongst their peers not in terms of money but in terms of character. People who are wealthy know that to attain it is playing, the, is playing the long game, as people will have no issue throwing money at someone who has a long reputation built on high integrity, which is why you always need to question the stigma wealthy people tend to get. Because as with everything, there's good people and there's bad people, but for the most part, could one be in business for long and successfully without being someone of high character in which one can trust. It's so easy to bend our morality around things in life which is thrown at us. But the true mark of integrity is one whose moral character allows for life circumstances to, to bend around it, giving them courage to discern between right and wrong. The third attribute of wealth is independence. This particular one is close to my heart. Throughout this podcast series, I've mentioned one of my uncles who used to delve in the street life. As a kid, I was very close to him and I wished to be just like him. He was very fashionable and always had the latest trousers, expensive garments and the like. But with that said, I noticed something even then which was invisible to the naked eye. I could see how bound he was to his clothing. Not because they were rare and exclusive, 
but more so because it filled up emotional voids which he had within himself. His outward expression was something he didn't feel he had the self-sufficiency to drum up within himself. And because of that, he always demanded the best garments to gratify his inner turmoil. This was a heavy lesson for me because I got to see firsthand the results of what happens when people are not self-sufficient with the happiness and instead has to rely on external circumstances to provide that. Under such circumstances, you will have no grounding and you will always gravitate, gravitate towards things which only treats your absence of self-love. Having the courage to say to let go is so important to being wealthy because it allows you to step away from forces which are pushing you on the wrong road, even though these forces may feel gratifying at the time. Having an independence also means you can collaborate more effectively because, again, you have the power to give your all from a position of strength. As you know, you can walk away if it doesn't work in your favour or maybe even if it doesn't work in both your favours. Operating in a dependent fashion, however, doesn't give you this privilege because the likelihood is that you remain in situations even if it doesn't contribute to your greater good. This can apply to relationships, friendships, work, materialisms, you name it. But just know, if you're not in these relationships from a place of self-love, then you will be easily manipulated by their pull. What we're longing for can be the worst thing if we actually get it, especially if these things are things which we believe we can't generate from within ourselves. The fourth attribute of wealth is community. Nothing beats the feeling you get when you do something good for someone. This could be for friends, family, colleagues, even strangers. But acts of service is a form of wealth, which is priceless and pays dividends multiple times over in the future. Help people get where they need to go and there will always be a door open for you. You see, we operate under the universal laws of compensation, otherwise known as reciprocity, which means when you do something for someone, the onus is then on them to do something in return to balance the books. This way, you can give without ever losing something because you know gratitude for your acts will be paid to you in the future. You do not know how this will come, but the reward usually far exceeds the benefits any form of money can provide. Your investment in people is a gift which will just keep on giving, a value you cannot even attempt to fathom because you can't buy loyalty, only compliance. And once you capture the hearts of people, regardless of how small, they will always move mountains for you. Your network is your net worth and all the attributes we mentioned prior helps cultivate and establish your place within that. The final attribute to wealth we'll be covering today is health. It doesn't matter how much money we generate or care to generate, if our health isn't up to par, then what does it matter? How we live our life and what we focus our energies on is a direct reflection of how much we love ourselves. It might be difficult for us to hear, but it's true. Think about it. Can you truly say you love yourself if you excessively eat, excessively take drugs, excessively put yourself in abusive relationships your physical and mental well-being are the most important aspects to your existence i always wonder how can you love anyone really if you don't even know how to love yourself because any love founded on that is based on a dependency which is filling your emotional voids rather than creating an energy which makes all parties ascend loving yourself will feed into how seriously you take your health will also filter into other areas of your life too and the improved relationships you have 
with other people as it'll be founded on the grounds of respect because you'll be having a heightened sense of respect for yourself as well. Ultimately, wealth is inner peace that you're doing best by others by doing best by, your, by doing best for yourself because wealth is an inner journey which then man manifests itself into your physical reality which is why it's so important to get your mind right. That brings, a, that brings an end to this episode of, of Be More. Um, I'd like to thank you for, for dropping in, staying tuned. Um, as always, if you haven't done so already, make sure you download um, the free ebook, um, which details um, 40 plus ways in which you can start generating 1,000 pound each month. Um, you can find that um, resource in the link um, in the description of um, our Instagram page, um, which is at bmore.co, B-M-O-O-R dot co. And um, once you click the link, um, it will take you um, to our webpage, which will allow you to directly download um, the free resource. Um, and apart from that, uh, make sure you, you know, spread the word of this podcast to whoever um, you feel like it may benefit, you know, um, we really want to um, build a community of people who are strongly investing in the idea of generational wealth and passing something down to the to the generation that comes after. So, um, so yeah, but apart from that, I'd like to thanks, thank you again and I look forward to seeing you on the next episode. Peace.